Fantastic music that you've chosen this morning. Big, fat, juicy. And coming up next, Kapawa uh, Ships. Uh, that's our next conversation. This is an interesting one. We've been struggling as a country with power in general. And where we are being lord-shedded and then we're promised it's going to end, it's not going to end. And then emergency contingencies are put in place and something for some uh, unknown reason just doesn't work. But I suppose, you know, it's always, always important to have conversations and find out exactly what is really, really happening. So uh, just to give you some insight. So ESCOM Holdings said it will no longer reserve uh, the transmission capacity it had. And th- they had agreed to set aside for winners of a South African tender for emergency power provision. That didn't meet a 31st December deadline to complete uh, their financial arrangements. And the decision is a blow for um, car powership. So car powership, basically, these are power ships floating. Yeah, they, are flo- they float power plants, uh, which anchor you know, almost permanently for like 20 years, depending with the contract that they get. Uh, they anchor for almost 20 years in any South African port and they then use gas to fuel and generate electricity, which is then fed into the electricity grid. But in this instance, we are having a conversation surrounding, um, you know, an agreement that almost, or should I say, that does not look like uh, it's, it's going to come to fruition. And I'm speaking to our guest, that's Liz uh, McDade, and uh, strategic lead at the Green Connection, just to give us a bit of insight. Good morning and welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Good morning to you and all your listeners. Thank you so much for making time. I mean, this is a conversation that I would like to believe a lot of South Africans would love to know what exactly is the situation, especially when we have cracks in harnessing the issue of power supply that we are faced with at the moment. What actually is happening with ESCOM? What has happened? So let's let's just roll back a couple of years because I think we also get ourselves lost and there's so much happening in this country that you you never know at any one time uh, how far back you have to go. But I think what we have just to acknowledge is that ESCOM stopped buying up, stopped signing um, uh, permits and, and contracts for independent power producers, which would have brought renewable energy onto the grid somewhere in 2015. So an expert say if we had carried on doing that program, we wouldn't have been in the mess we are in today, possibly less mess. In 2020, Minister Mantasha came up with this emergency power producer program and put it out to tender. And there were 38, I think, people who bid. And in the end, 11 got it. But what was very surprising, it was for 2,000 megawatts and 1,200 was was surprisingly allocated to one company, which is Car Power Ships, to have these power ships, as you've pointed out, power stations running on gas at three ports, which was Richards Bay, Kucha, uh, and um, Saldana. And then that's when, so there were various accusations about whether the process was fair, even at that point. Um, there have been various legal controversies about the the tenders and the successful bidders or the unsuccessful bidders and accusations of corruption. From our side, we were 
interested in the governance angle and particularly the environmental governance angle. But it turned out that this was just big more of a controversy. So the car partnerships had to look at the environmental issues because they were in a port, mm. uh, three ports, and each port obviously has different characteristics. Um, and in Saldana Bay, for example, there are a number of small-scale fishers whose livelihoods depend on a healthy ocean in that area. And also there's the whole aquaculture industry, which uh, supports thousands of people in their livelihoods and is, is part of a, a national economic plan to, to provide food security and economic development through that. So all of those had to be taken into account. And the Department of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment found that there was there was a problem. And so they refused them licenses. They also then went ahead and got an electricity generation license car partnership. But the problem was that we as South Africans still don't know how much we're going to pay for that power. Because car partnerships, they are buying gas, so that will be linked to the international gas price and also the dollar rand exchange. So what you think you might be paying for electricity in 2020, which is when these bids were taken, was very different if you look at what happened to the rand dollar exchange to 2023. Yeah, but And so all I'm giving you is like there's a lots of ups and downs and lots of controversy. So when we get to ESCOM now had said they these were power plants that were supposed to be feeding power into the grid by August 2022. So now we get to 2023 and they still keep getting extensions and, and extra uh, time to do whatever they need to do. Mm. Um, and they are, and each time we find there are things they've done wrong, things they haven't looked at, we've challenged them. Sometimes the department has agreed with us, environment, sometimes they haven't. We've had to appeal things. So there's been lots of delays and controversy. And sometimes car power pulled up their, their um, applications and changed them and brought them back. Um, and it's a mess, quite frankly. And so now we get to ESCOM, who's obviously looking for power desperately. There isn't much space on the grid because they haven't invested in the grid. And now we know that from last year as well, mm. that this is a big priority. We need more grid so we can get more power stations on the grid. So here comes car power still limping along, not getting it right. We don't know how much we're going to pay. Is this really worthwhile? Yeah. And so it's going to put a firm deadline end of the year. Oh. I mean, it's already overdue. But Liz, so. I think it's perfectly reasonable. Um, in fact, far more. They should have done this a long time ago. So now what happens is if CarPass still wants to to carry on, they're going to have to go back now and reapply and have all their ducks in a row. And they still don't have their ducks in a row. So basically, And in the meantime, ESCOM can go and get other power stations on the grid. Yeah. We can get power. Okay. So what basically, in a nutshell, <laughs> if, some, if somebody's listening to our conversation. Yes. Uh, car partnerships is failing. Yeah. Right. Uh, because it's failing and there are environmental challenges, let's put that in orbit for a second. Is there an mm -hmm. alternative? 
Sorry, just sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Is there an alternative? Because each time when we have a, a little yes. bit of a discrepancy, there must be an alternative that yes, can then be implemented SAP. Is there an alternative? And if, if there is, what is that alternative? So, so my understanding is there are a number of, of power projects. I mean, uh, probably some of them would be combinations of solar and gas, some of them solar, wind, battery storage, you know, all those those things that we options that we're hearing about um, that have already been successful in some of the other bids that are sitting around but who have not been able to be successful because they can't access the grid. So ESCOM, by freeing up that space, basically it means that other power plants can come on and lo and behold, we could actually have less load shedding. So that that's what the reality, in my view, is what this means, is you've now taken out somebody that was blocking the grid but actually wasn't delivering. And so now you've created space for other projects that could deliver. So ideally, let's go to ideally, if we need to implement <laughs> something within a week, what would it be? Yeah, that's difficult. I don't think you can do that. In a week. Okay, uh, maybe in a month. Yeah, give it a couple months. Give it, give it, so, so let's just say, Carpar said they would, they would, if they got all their approvals, they would then take a year, six months to a year, to connect to, because they still have to build all their lines to, to connect. So now they're not there. So in six months a year, can we get another thousand megawatts onto the grid? One load shedding phase. I think we should be able to. Mm. But in this instance, but you do realize that uh, car, car powerships is not really the issue. The issue is with ESCOM. Because really they can make that decision and implement what needs to be implemented like yesterday. Yes, they can just turn around and say, okay, guys, who's going to come and take up that 1,200 megawatts of the grid? Can you please come to the table now? We want to sign a deal and you've got to, you've got to get going now. You must deliver. So as we stand, um, as we stand, anybody who is capable of, you know, uh, submitting a tender to say we can supply power instantly right now. And of course, they've got a track record. They've got to have a track record. Mm, mm, mm. Um, if, if they're yeah, listening. They must be able to follow the rules. Yeah. This mm -hmm. could be an opportunity, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. I mean, I'm not ESCOM, but I would think so. Um, I mean, we want some power. I mean, I, I, you know, there's also some power station, uh, power plants, projects that have excess that that they haven't been able to sell to ESCOM. But uh, so apparently, those could also step in there. Mm. So it's it's an opportunity to get a little bit further down the line of some progress of what after what has been a long delay. Yeah, have, um, and what would continue to be a delay? Mm. And we we spoke about Guedemantasha. Of course, he's in that department where we supply energy as the minister who's in charge of that particular portfolio. Mm. Um, have you had any conversations and anything that's that's fruitful that has come out of it? <laughs> I have had conversations, um, but in general, I believe that uh, our energy minister is, seems to be more um, favoring the, the old fossil industries over sort of new technologies that have come to the fore. But what is hopeful is we we have uh, Minister Ramapopa who now has the powers to procure energy. So let's see what he can come up with.
So um, uh, before I let you go, because we always have to give each other an opportunity to say, okay, fine. If if if, if Ramokopa is listening to you and I, what what would be your wishful, uh, you know, requests? I yo, if he was listening to you and I, I I'm I'm blood hope he is. Um, I would say he should put out. And encourage ESCOM to put out, but he should also himself, as a government, put out very strong signals, whether it's procurement, whether it's looking at the rules, and say, we want more renewable energy into the thing because it's the fastest to get on the grid. And let's try and get an industry going so that we can create jobs and build an economy on a future source of energy rather than looking back at the fossils. And of course, he has to keep the ESCOM power stations keeping going for a little bit longer because although they are limping along, um, we need them right now. Yeah. Well, Liz, um, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Let's just, you know, this is wishful thinking. We've put our wishful thinking out there. Hopefully something will be done because, you know, it doesn't make sense to be holding on to something that's not working and, and keep, you know, um, pushing mm. it and pushing it and being stuck in the same spot. But thank you so much for yep. joining us this morning on Jet Set Breakfast. Thanks so much and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much.